Hey, it's Jared here. Like many of you, I'm sitting at my desk, stuck, don't really know what to be doing right now. It's no secret that these are uncertain times, but Contested is founded on the idea that we need to look at some of the more unexamined parts of politics in our culture. I don't know about you, but just looking over and over again at some daunting news about COVID-19, it gets you depressed a little bit. Um, so in part because I have time, but mainly because I want to start educating people and getting people engaged in some of the lesser known things about politics, we found that now is a good time to get contested off the ground. With that said, this is not meant to distract or disengage you from the real threat that COVID-19 poses, but, you know, consider listening and getting into Contested. It's a healthy alternative, I think, to some of the mainstream politics we're seeing now. With that said, stay safe. Here's the show. So one of the most fascinating things to me from this past month and the spread of COVID-19 has been hoarding, but specifically hoarding of toilet paper. It's so interesting because, yes, obviously in, you know, times of distress and crisis, people start thinking a little bit more irrationally and just start resorting to immediate self-interest. Like, how can I satisfy my most basic needs? It's so funny that toilet paper is up there. Obviously, hoard shopping has negative impacts across the board, but to an extent you can understand, you're like, okay, if I'm quarantined, I need, you know, basic food, um, possibly some bottled water. I don't really understand that one either. Food and water are the most commonly understood needs that people have on like a day-to-day basis. But toilet paper, it's interesting to me that it's put in that same category, right? Like it calls into question how important is toilet paper? Like at the end of the day, is it at the same level as like basic food necessities and at the same level of, you know, the things you would take to a deserted island, like one of those icebreaker questions? And I began looking and the short answer is no. The majority of the world doesn't use toilet paper and the majority of the world doesn't go to hoard toilet paper. So I wanted to do a little bit of digging into why, right? Why is hoarding toilet paper such a unique American problem? And we're going to spend the whole show today with Adam Hussein, a producer and contributor to the show, diving into what the rest of the world uses, why the rest of the world does not hoard toilet paper. The answer, when we come back. So I want you to imagine you're walking barefoot in, say, an open field, you know, a soccer field or something like that at a park, and you step in a pile of mushy dog poop, as disgusting as that sounds. And if you want to clean off your feet, would you use a paper towel or would you, say, use a hose? Right. The answer to almost all of us is pretty clear. You would use a hose because pressurized water would get all of the poop off and the towel would kind of just dab it away and like leave a little bit on there, right? Doesn't make a ton of sense. And this is the same principle that the rest of the world has come to when going to the bathroom uh, that the U.S. has not. And the answer that, you know, the rest of the world has come up with is bidets. This is not a new answer. In fact, it's from 17th century France. But we're going to spend the whole show dedicated to bidets and why it seems to be the obvious alternative to toilet paper. So without further ado, I want to turn it over to producer and contributor of the show, Adam Hussein. Adam, welcome to Contested. Thank you. 
So to start off, what is a bidet? Just for anyone who doesn't really know. So a bidet is a general term for basically anything that you use that's water-based to uh, clean yourself up after the bathroom. And so there's a lot of different forms, but the two most modern and widespread types right now are handheld ones that are kind of like a hose and can spray with that. And uh, some that basically are built into the toilet and they kind of just come out of the bottom. And uh, there's a little knob on the side of the toilet and you can uh, turn it on and turn it off using that knob. So that's the two most common types of bidets right now. So, so just to clarify, it's basically something that shoots a light stream of water in replacement of toilet paper to clean it, yourself. Yes, it is a water replacement of toilet paper. And with two types uh, in mind, if you had to choose one reason, like why do we need to go to bidets? Because right, this would kind of entail a lot of people changing habits both that they're just accustomed to and also fiscal changes, right? You would have to reorient your bathroom in some way um, or get a new toilet or something like that. So right, with, all, with people just not liking change in general, why should we use bidets? Well, I mean, on a personal level, the number one reason for me is just it's more hygienic. And the, obviously, I wasn't thinking that when I first started using bidets. I've used a bidet my whole life. It's part of Muslim culture. And growing up in a Muslim household, it was uh, never questioned for me. I just It was there in my bathroom when I was first using it, and I've always used it. But looking into it now, Western science has now proven that bidets are more hygienic, especially for women. Uh, it's a lot more hygienic way to clean up after using the restroom compared to toilet paper, which just generally is a lot more uh, unhygienic and leaves a lot more germs there instead of using water out of a day. So uh, speaking of hygiene, in, in what way kind of, if you could just like describe in terms of maybe your personal experience or any research you have, how is it more hygienic? Anecdotally, I just think that it cleans a lot better. It's not like <laughs> I've never used toilet paper in my life. I have used toilet paper and I just feel like bidets always do a better job of not leaving anything there. They just do a better job of cleaning. A light pressure stream of water does a lot better at cleaning than you wiping with toilet paper. I feel like that's just on, on a personal level, I've always felt that way. Um, and just basically cleaning it completely is more hygienic for obvious reasons. Not leaving anything uh, after going to the bathroom is probably everyone's goal when trying to wipe their balls or clean themselves. So. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's more of, it's more of a it's more because it gets everything opposed yeah, to just yeah. kind of dabbing something up with like a, a paper good. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so it's, it's more hygienic. And then the biggest thing for me that I've kind of realized is it, it also seems much more environmentally friendly, right? Like I can't tell you how many rolls of toilet paper I think as a non bidet user, I go through on a, on a, on an often basis here. So what's the, what's kind of the environmental impact? Um, so yeah, just for some numbers on that, roughly per time going to the toilet, one eighth of a gallon of water is used when you use the bidet, compared to roughly two gallons of water used to manufacture the toilet paper that you are using in that one setting. So compared mm, to mm. a lot of water, even though the bidet itself is using water on toilet paper seemingly is not water, so you could consider to be saving water, quote unquote, really the manufacturing costs to grow the trees, process that toilet paper, all of that is very, very water intensive. And so you are saving a lot of water by shifting over to using a bidet rather than toilet paper. So it's interesting, right? One might think kind of off the bat, you're like, oh, a bidet is water. So I'm really trading wasting paper for wasting water. In reality, it's the opposite, right? You're 
you're saving water by using water. Absolutely. And then even on top of that, carbon emissions from the manufacturing of toilet paper, the sewage cost goes up because most people will flush that toilet paper away. And so we now have higher sewage costs and the impact on our water systems because of that. Uh, on basically all fronts, it's environmentally beneficial. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing I see is like the, the obvious benefit here. The one thing that like, to me, it would still hold up kind of what I was saying earlier in terms of cultural and like fiscal change, right? I feel like for a good amount of people, you can go to Costco and buy, you know, one of those fat packages of, of toilet paper for relative, relatively inexpensive uh, cost, where like reorienting your whole bathroom would be would be a lot, right? It would be whether it's either getting a new one of those fancy toilets with like the bidet that screws out or piping in a handheld one. So what would you say to someone who's like, I like this idea in practice, but or in theory, rather, um, but like, how can I how can I do this in practice? Well, okay, contrary to popular belief, it really isn't that expensive. The average hose handheld type bidet is about $28 to install because you already that's have- That's it, that's it, that's it. Wow, okay, $28, that's, that's a lot more affordable than I was imagining. You already have plenty of piping going through your bathroom. It's just one extra pipe that's pressurized and a hose. That's really all it is. And it's gonna be right next to your toilet, nothing too fancy. Obviously, the ones that are higher tech that come out from inside the toilet are a little more pricey, but the handheld one does the same job. I've used it my whole life, and I feel like it's just as effective as the ones that come out of the toilet itself. So $28. And I'm not sure about the average toilet paper cost, but I'm sure annually you are spending more than $28 on toilet paper. So just within a year, you've probably made your money back by installing of the day. Yeah. So, uh, man, I didn't really realize that. I mean, obviously, there's probably some installate, like a one-time installation cost to for the repiping and all of that. But in general, that's that's relatively cheap, I imagine. The one thing for me, and this might be an odd question, and obviously for you, if you grew up using a bidet your whole life, this isn't really a concern. But how would you kind of reckon? I don't know how to phrase this without sounding really dumb. But like, how do you like basically aim correctly, say with a handheld one, and not just like shoot like water all over your butt and you you know get up and it's like soaking wet <laughs> sorry 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 uh, a good concern to have for a non-bidet user i mean honestly i've never really thought about it it's a, it's a bit of a learning curve i would guess yeah i've been <laughs> to think about it for a long while it's just kind of natural to me now like sure sure maybe for your first couple times you would be, it would be a bit messy you get water and then eventually you just learn how to aim properly yeah, I, I don't I don't think that's that uh, much of a reason to not switch to a bidet. Sure, there's a learning curve, but that's with any new cultural practice, and uh, no one would really have a tough time learning after five, ten uses of a bidet, which is within a week, honestly. So yeah. So basically, it's like just practice. You know, your ass will get wet at a few points, but overall, it's not a not a massive not issue. A learning curve, no. Okay. And then the, the other thing is, I think, I think a lot of people, including myself, have a, a misconception, right? For whatever reason, I imagine like a bidet, like a handheld bidet is like a super soaker, where, where it's clearly not, right? You don't have like a water gun attached, but like on a scale of, let's say one to 10, how pressurized is, is your bidet? So that's where they vary. I mean, all bidets don't have the same level of pressure. And some you can even adjust the pressure depending on your preference. In terms of like the one to 10 scale, I'd say like maybe a five or a six, like average pressure. I mean, there has to be enough water pressure to properly clean. Cause if it's just a light flow of water, you really aren't gonna get enough pressure to clean anything. Yeah, so yeah. there is a bit of pressure. And 
I would assume that like for a, a non-bidet user, the sensation would be a little foreign at first, but it's not a big deal. It's not going to hurt anything. It's not that intense of a pressure. I mean, it's, it basically, it varies is the, is the general answer. Okay. And then kind of thinking in context of where we are now among the abnormalities and among the kind of head scratching things going on. Do you think if the, if the U.S. was with the rest of the world and had bidets, we would see kind of less hoarding across the board? I guess a, a more, you know, obscure concern would be what do toilet paper and paper good companies kind of do if people transition? I mean, but that's a concern with anything that we're trying to do to improve for environmental benefits. For example, what's, what does the fossil fuel industry do once we try to transition to green energy? Obviously, it's a, a better alternative to transition to green energy, and uh, you try to adjust the economy as much as possible. And the toilet paper and paper industry is not a, a large part of the American economy. It's not going to make or break anything, in my opinion. And honestly, only only 25% of the world still uses toilet paper. America is behind on this. Cultures and countries around the world have been doing this for generations, and Due to, honestly, a bit of ethnocentrism, we've always seen that as outlandish, just other people's methods of going to the bathroom. Just another example of this is uh, squat toilets. In a lot of Asian countries, squat toilets are the norm, and we've seen this as foreign and dirty and whatnot. But only now is Western science catching up to say, actually, squatting while going to the bathroom is more healthy for people. Same thing happened with bidets. Uh, originally toilet paper was seen as the norm and the better way to go about things. But now science is catching up and bidets are a cleaner way to, to go about using the bathroom. And so cultures have practiced this for generations. America is behind in this. Transitioning to it would provide hygienic benefits, environmental benefits, and economic benefits. I think, I think you touched on like an interesting point there, which is right. American exceptionalism and the idea that like we Americans are unique like is, this is one of those cases where it just like doesn't make a ton of sense because one thing that kind of struck me as i was looking in the bidets was like the wide variance of of countries that use this right I, I would say this is not super localized like it was created in france way back you know whatever in the 1700s but now it's it's like everywhere it's western europe it's south asia it's um parts of africa right it's like all over the place yeah. Um, so you would think something that's like that global would have made it to the U.S. by now. Yeah. And another one of like the, the issues with culture is it only takes one generation to establish. Because for someone like you who hasn't used a bidet their whole life, you would find it weird to transition all of a sudden. But for all of the bidet users like me, it's not a big deal. We've done it our whole lives and it doesn't seem foreign. So it only takes one generation of people to transition to having an entirely bidet using society. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the that's kind of the general answer for, for all change. Anyway, Adam Hussein, thank you so much for enlightening us on bidets and, uh, you know, a possible solution that maybe we should be thinking about in this time of crisis. So Adam, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Contested. If you like what you heard, please visit our website at contestedpolitics.com. In the meanwhile, stay safe, and we'll see you next time.